Well, good morning, Earlham Church family, and uh, good morning also to the uh, Countryside Christian Church family. We're going to begin with a uh, prayer. Let's pray together, and then we're going to sing a song together. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that we can gather and uh, worship together. Uh, Father, we ask a blessing on our time. Help us to focus on who you are and what you would have us to learn and take away from this time together. Uh, Father, we ask that uh, in everything we do, you will receive uh, praise, and glory, and honor, for you are our King and our God. We ask these things in Jesus' name, and amen. If you'd like to stand, you can stand. We're going to sing a song.
Well, I don't know if you have been distracted at all during the uh, COVID pandemic, but uh, I've been a little distracted. Uh, During the pandemic, I have done things that uh, I have never done before, and during the pandemic, I have done some things that I haven't done for a long, long time. Uh, During the pandemic, I learned uh, how to sell a house. I uh, learned how to do online church. I rented U-Hauls. I found storage, and I moved uh, my entire house and all my possessions uh, across the river into Rock Island, which are later going to be moved back across the river back into uh, LeClaire. I uh, learned how to do parking lot church. And uh, I moved into my son's house uh, sort of temporarily and in and out of there until Karen and I get established over uh, there. We uh, learned how to do social distance church. Uh, Welcome and thank you for being a part of social uh, distance uh, church. We uh, had a couple of exciting experiences in the last couple of weeks. My wife's car was totaled. Um, it was uh, parked out in front of the apartment over there. There was construction going on across the street, and there was a, uh, uh, on the fifth floor, they were pumping concrete up there, and a, a hose broke, and her car got showered with uh, concrete, and her car was uh, destroyed, and so uh, we got to go car shopping. Um, we uh, sold a house. We uh, also bought a house. Anybody else sell and buy a house during the COVID thing or sell and buy a car during the COVID thing. Uh, we, got to, we got to do all of that. Um, uh, uh, interesting little tidbit that kind of went into uh, the last week here is uh, uh, my wife was in her office in her, in her school and uh, she hears a little bit of ruckus out in the hall only to go out and realize that the, uh, one of the custodians was choking to death. And so she was able to administer uh, the Heimlich maneuver and uh, dislodged the thing while the other secretary called 911. And so I don't know what you did uh, during the COVID, but my wife saved somebody's life. That's kind of, hey, you know, people, uh, <clears throat> right. So people uh, spend the, their uh, COVID experience in many different ways. And we've been a little bit distracted today. My mind is kind of on this whole idea that uh, uh, we've got to move out of my wife's apartment by May 29th and then move into an Airbnb or a hotel or something uh, for five days. And and so we'll be completely sort of homeless, and then we'll, uh, we get to move into a house and unpack, and uh, right now our refrigerator is in about 25 pieces, and all of those things have to go back to, together before I can even put milk in the fridge. And so uh, the, it's been a, just a kind of a crazy time. I don't know what you've been doing during the pandemic, but uh, I've been very, very distracted, and I'm telling you all of that, not, I, this is not a complaint. I'm telling you all of that because uh, today I need uh, this sermon uh, maybe more uh, or as much as anyway as, as maybe some of you might need to hear this message today. Because today I have sort of a question. Have you been distracted? Have you been distracted? During the pandemic, we haven't been able to kind of do communion the way that maybe you've done or we've done communion uh, in the past. And 
Uh, maybe uh, we've been able to uh, do uh, here in Earlham the uh, drive-up communion, and, and you kinda, you're in line, and so you know there's people kind of behind you, and there's a little bit of chit-chat that goes on, but maybe you feel rushed and you got to take the communion and kind of uh, move on out of there. And so today I really want to challenge and encourage all of you that uh, you might find a time in the day to really focus on communion. To kind of go back to the basics, communion really is the reason that we gather. It's where we refocus from our distracted life and our distracted week, and we focus on uh, really the, the thing that is most important to all of us in what our Savior Jesus did and how God the Father sent His Son uh, to redeem us, to save us, and He calls us to remember those things. And so for the remainder of our time, I want to review and go over and remind us, and my prayer genuinely is that you will leave this place and make time later today and think about and focus. And so if you have that bulletin there in front of you or if you uh, downloaded that uh, from uh, online or maybe you're looking at that online, fill this out and we're going to go through 1 Corinthians. And the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth and, and listen to the way he opens this up. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. Paul is making a distinction here and he says, what I'm writing to you has been uh, reinforced by the Holy Spirit and God wanted me to make sure that this gets recorded and passed on to you. This is of a very high importance. And he reminds us, the Lord Jesus on the night that he was uh, betrayed. And uh, here's a picture, you're familiar with this, uh, this picture of the, the Last Supper. Uh, this is one that takes place and uh, this is, it's kind of really in some ways, uh, it's a great historic picture. It's a, it's a funny kind of picture. How many of you at Thanksgiving, everybody gathers on one side of the table, right? You know, uh, but, so we know that it didn't take place uh, like that. In fact, they were probably sitting around on, maybe on the floor, even on cushions. But uh, that's, that's the, this is the events that take place during that Last Supper, and, the, and it continues. During the Last Supper, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, they prayed together. And he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, it wasn't immediately after, it was after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. He is, in fact, coming again. Verse 27, Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment. On himself. So what should we do when we approach a time of communion? There in your bulletin, write this down. Number one, commemorate. Uh, what does commemorate mean? Commemorate means to uh, have a time of remembrance, as Paul says. 
It's an ongoing time of remember. You're remembering and then you're remembering a little bit more and you continue uh, to remember. And what should you be remembering as you participate in communion? Remember Jesus' death. Remember his death. Remember his death. It says on the night he was betrayed... The night that he was betrayed was the night that he was arrested. Right after the, uh, the Lord's uh, Supper, uh, the Last Supper, uh, they make their way into the garden and Jesus prays and that's when Jesus sweats blood because of the intensity that he realized what he was going to be going through and he knows that in just a little while uh, he's going to, all of these things are going to take place in his life. He's uh, going to be whipped and he's going to be spit on and he's going to be beaten. They're going to hit him with rods and punch him in the face and pluck out his beards and put a crown of thorns on him and, and that's not the worst part. He understands that he's going to be taking on all of the sin of all of mankind upon himself remember his death have you ever been working on a project and maybe swinging a, a hammer or have you ever been kind of wrenching some of you guys are wrenched on a, on a vehicle and and you ever been working on electricity and and maybe you know they call it knuckle busting right when you're when you're wrenching on cars and you ever have that wrench break through and you just slam your knuckles right into the engine block you know bam and whoa there's just a lightning that kind of goes through your entire body or maybe you got that nail and it's kind of light up there and you just miss and you just whack yourself in the thumb and man that pain just rips through your body and your whole body just kind of shakes you just cannot wait for that pain to get out of you and go away and it kind of throbs and it pounds and it hurts how many of you would be willing if you saw somebody wrenching on a car or doing some kind of work on their home or whatever it is, and you just go up to them and you say, I know that sometime during this project you're going to whack your knuckles or you're going to hit your thumb. Why don't, just, I want to make that go away for you, so here's my thumb. Just, just go ahead and hit it right now with a hammer. Just go ahead. I'll take that from you. That's what Jesus did. You're not going to be able to endure the pain. If you have to take on the pain, you can't do it. It's going to be excruciating. It's going to be more than you've ever experienced. And the worst pain you've ever felt, it's going to be worse. I'll do that for you. Remember Jesus' death. Why, why did Jesus go all through that? Isaiah tells us. 53 verse 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions, our sins, our wrongs. He was crushed for our sins, our wrongs, our iniquities, and punished. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. I don't know how distracted you are or how busy you've been. But the reality is, is that uh, we get very, very distracted. And we need to give God the respect that he deserves. When he tells us to remember, we need to focus and take time 
to remember. Remember not only his death, Jesus' death, but the love of Jesus. Remember the love. Jesus did that because he loves us. For the, uh, he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. John 3.16 tells us that God loves us so much that he gave his son. He knew exactly what he was heading into. And so when we participate in a time of remembrance of what he has done for us, Remember the death of Jesus. Remember the love that Jesus has for us. And then do this, confess. Have a time of confession. Announce, proclaim. Confess what? Confess the lordship of Jesus. Only Jesus paid that price. Book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, it says, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. During a time of communion, we need to remember that Jesus is just not the Jesus that's the little, uh, the little baby in the nativity scene. Uh, Jesus is just not the Jesus that is hanging on a cross or a crucifix. But uh, Jesus is the King. He is the Lord. He is the Savior. He is alive. He is omnipresent. He is with us right here, right now. He goes with us when we leave here, and we are to, uh, we're called to remember that He is our King and our God and our Lord. Remember the Lordship of Jesus. And then do this. Confess. Confess the return of Jesus. First uh, Corinthians, we just read this. It says, uh, You proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Jesus is coming back. Confess it. He's coming uh, back. He's coming uh, back. This world is temporary. If uh, COVID has taught us anything, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are very scared, and, and rightfully so. They have a, a compromised system. And, and so there's kind of this eerie little virus that's out there that looks like a ball with all of these suction cups on it, right? But it's microscopic, and it's out there, and we don't want that thing to get attached to any part of us because it might kill us. Well, need to keep in mind that this world is not our home and this world is in fact a temporary and we need to be confessing the return of Jesus and that is our hope that is our future that is our destiny whether there's a COVID virus or not a COVID virus those things are not nearly as important in our day-to-day life as remembering that the things that I might be so diligently pursuing and making me distracted from the real things of importance in this life, I need to pause and I need to remember that this world is temporary and that there is an eternal God and that I'm going to meet Him and I'm going to be Him. I need to confess the lordship of Jesus and I need to confess the return of Jesus and I need to confess my sins to Jesus. Corinthians 11.28 A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. God knows we've sinned. He is looking for us to repent. He is looking for us to be reconciled to him. God knows that we have sinned, and he is looking for us to draw near to him. Yesterday, I had the privilege uh, to come here at 10 a.m., and a friend of uh, uh, Larry and Ramona Keller and 
we were able to kind of fire up the baptistry. And yesterday at 10 a.m., there was a lady that uh, uh, she had just kind of reached out to the church family and um, reached out to Larry and Ramona, and she just said, you know, I know that I need to be right with the Lord. And uh, in my life, things have not been going the way that I want them to go, and I want to get realigned, I want to get right, and I want to be made right with Jesus. And so we were able to come down here, and uh, it was a rather moving time. It was just Larry and Ramona and this lady and myself, and we baptized her. What would convict or call someone to do that? The Holy Spirit would do that. The Holy Spirit is calling all of us constantly when we take time to reflect on our life and who Jesus is. We then get convicted of who we are and what our sins are and we know that we need to be drawing our life closer to the perfect standard of Jesus. And He calls us to do that. We're called to, uh, to remember. We're, we're called to confess and we're also called to do this. Number three, commune. Commune. Spend time with Jesus. And spend time with Jesus' family. It's kind of fun to be able to kind of look out and see you guys. And some of you guys are sitting in a place where you wouldn't normally sit, and I'm proud of you. So <laughs> listen to this. Find communion. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16 and 17. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? That's what we're doing. We're sharing uh, together. And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are of one body. We are one body in Christ, and our church is one family in Christ. And with God, we are one. In the Spirit, we are one. And we are to commune with each other. And when we commune with each other, we need to remember that we are a forgiven people. We need to look at our brothers and sisters in Christ and forgive them and know that we are forgiven because we are forgiven by God. Aren't you glad that you're forgiven? I mean, we've all been in situations in our life, at least some of you have, maybe more than others. And uh, I know my poor wife, uh, how many times she's had to wander around the house uh, just knowing that uh, I need to forgive her for what she has done. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and how many more times have I been wandering around the house with kind of my head down and knowing that I need... But nobody likes that feeling. I know I did it. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have said it. Should have differed, should have did it different. I, I could do it again, but I can't. Nobody likes that hanging around them ever. God says you don't, have to, you don't have to do life like that. You don't have to live that way. I went to the cross. I knew your sins before you sinned. They're taken care of. They're gone. Raise your head. Come to me. Come into my arms. Sit. I have a robe for you. I have a ring for you. Kill the fatted calf. Come home and be with me. Commune with Jesus, for we are forgiven. We are adopted. We're in His family. 
we're part of his family, we're part of his house, we get to go in and sit on the couch, we're home, be with Jesus, be as Jesus. Remember this and be a part of this and think about this, number four, a new covenant. 1 Corinthians 11.25, this cup is a new covenant. The Old Testament required blood sacrifice. And uh, some of you have been hunting and some of you have uh, killed various animals and you know what it is to, uh, to go out and gut a deer or a turkey or whatever it is. Maybe you caught a fish and you know what it is to, uh, to gut a fish and, and all of those things. And you're very well familiar with what it is. Uh, maybe uh, you can sort of envision what it is to have to do a blood sacrifice of an animal. Some of us have never done anything like that, but uh, can you imagine what it would be like if week after week after week after week after year after year after year there was an altar up here and there was this big bloody sacrifice and, and it, it didn't really forgive you of your sins, it just kind of rolled them back for a year. But Paul reminds us there is a new covenant and there was a sacrifice. And Jesus' blood was shed and his body was broken. And now we are under a new covenant where we simply need to cry out to Jesus and say, please, uh, Father, accept me. Accept me. I, I accept what you have done for me. Will you accept me into your house? And Jesus says, well, if you stand at the door and knock, I'll open the door and I want you to come in. Jesus wants us to enter into that covenant by laying down in a watery grave and being raised up again and being a brand new person in Jesus. And We get so distracted. There are so many things. I just want to challenge you today to find time to go home, isolate, Find emblems, whatever they might be, that you would lift up to God and say, I remember your broken body, I remember your shed blood, and we come before you, Jesus, and we remember who you are and what you have done for us. I don't know where you are on your journey, but maybe you're on your journey like this lady that uh, we baptized yesterday. Maybe that's something that you need to do. Maybe you're home right now and you're watching this online or maybe you're going to see this later on in the week and you're being convicted by this. And I would just challenge you to reach out to your church and say, I need to be baptized in the Christ. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to be a part of his family. To my brothers and sisters in Christ, today spend time in communion. To those of you that still need Jesus, I would just challenge you to be baptized into Christ and reach out to your church home. Until then, let's pray together. Father, thank you for this time that we can gather together. We ask that you would convict us and call us to you, that we might in every moment of every day know that you are with us. We ask this in Jesus' name. And amen.